Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. What our message called Holy Spirit Agent of Truth. Have you guys enjoyed the series so far? You three people are some of my favorite people here in the church. Some of my favorites. I love you three. But anyway, no, I'm trusting God speaking to us. Um, a lot of things about the Holy Spirit you could talk about. You could go in so many different areas. And I'm taught on the Holy Spirit many times over the years. And this, this time specifically, I've tried to go in different angles than, than, uh, than maybe we've covered before. Because we don't just want to do the same thing over and over. Somebody told me or asked me the other day something about, so you just pull out the same message every once in a while? I'm like, no, it's, so far to my knowledge, I have not pulled out the exact same sermon and preached that same sermon in 20 years that I've been preaching here at this church. So I always want to try and get something fresh and what God's saying and and put it together. So get your sermon notes out there in your worship guide. You should have those. Or if you want to pull out YouVersion Bible app, you got (coughs) Bible app. (coughs) Bible app. I've really got a deep voice. No. YouVersion Bible app, the sermon notes are on there as well. You can follow along. Hey, get your Bibles out this morning. Let's open them up to John chapter 14. John 14. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? John 14. Holy Spirit, the agent of truth is what we've been talking about. So a question I could ask you as we get started, what is the value of the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives? You know, in our everyday lives. Is, is he a benefit to me outside of church? You know, I, I talked about during this series that I grew up in church a lot, and I never heard any messages about Holy Spirit. Not like specifically. Well, you know, he was maybe mentioned in a sermon, but not a sermon about Holy Spirit. I didn't even know he was a he, or, or he was a person, I should say. Not a he as a male, but he is a person. I, I didn't know. I just knew God the Father, Jesus, check, got that Holy Spirit, like, ooh, you know, what, what, ooh, what, what is, you like a spirit of God? Is he just like an essence? Is he like a mist? Is he, what, what, is he a dove? Is he a bird? Is that what the Holy Spirit, I didn't know. I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was, and, and I still don't know fully. I'm still learning all the time, but, but I'm trying to dig into it more so we can understand who he is and see what his benefit, to what level of involvement he should have in our everyday life. So I'm going to take the Holy Spirit out of only having use or usefulness from a perspective of in church services, and I want you to realize today that the Holy Spirit wants to be with you every day. Be involved with every part of your life. Every part of your life. This is what he's come to do. So two things that we're going to talk about today. Let's read in John 14, then I'll tell you those two things. You'll see them here in the scripture. John 14, verse 25 says these things. This is Jesus talking. He's in the, it's in the red in my Bible. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, everybody say helper. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name... He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now notice what he says here that the the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He's going to do two things, two things we're going to talk about today. I'd like to give you a summary up front of what we're going to talk about. Then I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about. And then after we're done, I'm going to tell you what I told you we were going to talk about. So here's the two things I believe we're going to talk about. That's two things that the Holy Spirit does in this scripture. He does tons of things, 
But two things we're going to talk about and we're going to emphasize. The number one, he says he's going to teach you all things. So the Holy Spirit teaches us. Teaching us is just about input. It's about giving us information. It's about letting us know things that we didn't know. Number two, it says he, he will uh, bring to your remembrance all things. So bring to your remembrance is just about reminding us or having recall, refreshing our memory, if you will. So successful growth and development requires two things, teaching and reminding. If you're going to grow and develop as a person in any area of your life, it's going to involve these two areas, teaching and reminding. And both of those things, Jesus said, that's what the Holy Spirit comes to do. I'm going to come to teach you, and he's going to come to remind you. So evidently, those are two things we need. All right? So that's what he's talking about. Sometimes, sometimes in life, you know this, we, we, uh, we need information that we don't have. Sometimes we need to know something that we don't know. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> right? Or sometimes we're like, uh, I don't know what to do and I need help. So there's that aspect. The Holy Spirit wants to give us, give us new information that we don't know right now. He can reveal something to us that we haven't seen before. Show us something. Expose us to something. That's a valuable part of the Holy Spirit. He wants to teach us by giving us new. But the other thing that he also wants to do, which I think is just as valuable, just as important, is that he wants to remind us. Because sometimes in our life, we don't need something new. We just need to be reminded what we already know. Have you ever knew something that you already heard something before and someone came up and told you, texted you, sent you a message and it's something you needed to hear in that moment? You already knew it, but in that moment it did something different for you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just needs to go, hey, remember. Remember. So there's a reminding as well as a teaching. So let's look at what this looks like in our life. Let's look at the first one. Two things we're going to talk about, teaching and reminding. Look at the first one, teach. Teaching, again, has to do with input and development. The word teach in the Greek, I want you to hear this definition, not in churchy terms. I want you to hear it just in practical. This is what teach means. Can I get my teachers to help me out this morning? To provide instruction, impartation of skills and practical knowledge with the highest possible development of the pupil as the goal, to perform and demonstrate. Here's what the word teach means. To provide instruction, importation of skills and practical knowledge with the highest possible development of the pupil as the goal. The true goal of teaching should be the development of the student or developing the student, not impressing the student. If you're a true teacher, your heart is not to impress people with what you know, but to develop them so that they know what you know. A true teacher isn't trying to just see empty heads and I'm going to blow them over with amazing information. See, a, a sometimes a teacher, because so I, I went through the material, I gave them the material, I don't know what the problem is, I don't know why they get, aren't getting it. A true teacher is more concerned about how they receive it than they are about how they present it. If you're going to be successful in teaching anything, you can be teaching someone how to overhaul an engine. If you're a true teacher, you're going to think about how are they going to receive it, how are they going to get it, how can I portray or how can I convey it in a way that they will understand it. You will go through all those steps before you figure out what you're going to say. I'm just telling you. 
A good teacher says, listen, what, how are they going to hear it? How are they going to hear it? If I, I could say this, and that's the truth, but will they understand it? Will it make sense to them? And that's what he's saying the Holy Spirit comes to do. He comes to teach us. He wants to develop us. He wants to make us into the best us we can be. Okay? So how how's this teaching process work? As I was asking uh, the Holy Spirit about this, I said, all right, let's talk about teaching. What's it going to look like? He, he brought this to my mind about bringing it out to you through the easy steps and maybe you've heard of these elements of circumstance. I knew these five things. I didn't know they were called elements of circumstance. But it's who, what, when, where, and why. Anybody ever heard of that? Who, what, when, where, why. They added how. They added a sixth one. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. And it's the process in journalism. If you're going to write something, if you're going to write an article, you need to be able to answer these questions. Who, what, when, where, and why. If you're going to write a paper, things like that. So this is the elements of circumstance. Well, we're going to talk about the first five today. The sixth one, how, we're going to talk about next week. So don't miss next week. We're going to talk about how does Holy Spirit teach us from a standpoint of who, what, when, where, why. You want it? You ready? Let's look at the first one. First one is who. 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 Look at verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. Here's the first element we need to know about the Holy Spirit. Who. He will teach you. So who's the who involved? First one's he, the Holy Spirit, is the teacher. Who is about Holy Spirit is the teacher, so we need a relationship. Why do you need a relationship with Holy Spirit? Because he's the teacher. He will teach you. It doesn't say the Father will teach you. Jesus is talking. It doesn't say I will teach you. It says he, the Holy Spirit, will teach you. It's not blasphemy to the Father or blasphemy to Jesus. It's figuring out what their roles are. The roles are different. Holy Spirit didn't die on a cross. The Father didn't die on the cross. Everybody has their role in the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit's job is the teacher. He's going to teach you. He is going to teach. So the who is about Holy Spirit, the teacher. So we got one aspect. And in learning, you need a student and a teacher. So the who is about what parties are involved. Number one, you got Holy Spirit is the teacher. So who's the student? He will teach you. You're the student. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the student. He will teach you. So we are the student. It's about personal. It's about an individual aspect. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you. He doesn't just want to teach in general, like in a sermon, just in something with a group of people. He wants to teach you individually. You individually. He's talking to you. I'm lining up with you right there. He wants to teach you. You watching right there. I see you. You. He wants to teach you. And why is that important? Because so many times we think God's not talking to us. But he wants to teach you. The other thing that I like about this says he wants to teach you. It means he wants to train and develop you as a person. You. He doesn't just want to give you information. He wants to teach you. Remember, we said the definition of, of to teach is to train and develop with the primary goal of developing the student. So this is the thing we need to know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to develop you as a person. He doesn't just want to teach you Bible trivia. He wants to develop you as a person. Look at what Luke says in uh, 640. Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. 
Not just know more information, but the student who is fully trained will become like. Here's the goal that God has for you. The goal is for you and I to become like Jesus. You're like, that's impossible. It's not impossible because it's his goal. He's wanting to, it says we were predestined to be conformed into the image of the Son. So he wants you to be like Jesus. So the Holy Spirit's going to teach you how to be like Jesus. We're trying to get through the day without throwing a temper tantrum, and God wants us to be like Jesus. <laughs> We've got to set our goals a little higher because that's what God's goal is for you. He was going to teach us how to do it. Too many times we've limited our goals to something we can accomplish instead of making our goals a person we can become. He said the who is involved with us. We place too little value on the kind of person we are and too much value on what we can accomplish. See, a great accomplishment is good. I'm all for great accomplishments, but a, a great accomplishment is linear. It's linear and somewhat limited categorically. In other words, if I achieve an accomplishment, that accomplishment is linear and categorical to that part. But if I'm worried about or allow him to teach me as a person who I become, then now who I become and who I am as a person, you can put me in any scenario and who I am becoming is more important than what I'm accomplishing. If I get my degree, that's awesome that I got a degree. That's wonderful. But who are you with that degree? I, 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 need, a, I need a promotion. I need to get a promotion. I, and I get a promotion. And, and it's more pay. And I can provide more for my family. And that's awesome. But who are you in that promotion? God's more, import, more concerned about the person you become than the accomplishments that you achieve. So the who, it's important for us to know that he wants to teach us and develop us as people. It's not about just achieving certain things, teaching us things so that I can accomplish more, accomplish more, accomplish more. He's saying, listen, I want you to become the right person so wherever I put you, you excel. The who is you. He wants to teach you. He wants you fully developed. Now let's look at the second one. What? So we got who, now we got what? Look at verse 26. It says, he will teach you what? He will teach you, try it again, he will teach you, he'll teach you all things. So the Holy Spirit's desire is to develop all areas of our life. He wants to teach you how many things? I just want to make sure you have it. One more time. He's going to teach you how many things? All things. Now remember, the Holy Spirit is the one teaching. So the Holy Spirit's going to teach us all things. The Holy Spirit, all things. All things, Holy Spirit. All right, you're, you're, you're getting a minute. 2 Timothy 3, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That word profitable means useful, beneficial, advantageous. We need to know this, that all Scripture is beneficial and advantageous to us as people. Here's the thing that we've got to understand. It's that the Bible is not just for church. The Bible is for life. The Bible is advantageous to every part of our life. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So notice what it says, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God or the woman of God, here's why we need the Bible. Here's the benefit, that the man of God or woman of God may be complete, that means qualified, capable, competent, ready, thoroughly equipped, which means to furnish with everything needed to complete a task. 
So what's the goal? Why is he teaching us? Why is he trying to develop us? What's the what? He wants to teach us all things because he doesn't want us to just be strong on Sundays in church. He wants us to be strong in every area of our life. Fully developed. So now too often we compartmentalize the benefit of the Holy Spirit or the Bible or things of God to only church-related things. And I've seen this uh, too many times. Somehow, so we've somehow thought that there is a disconnect between the things we want or need to know and the things that God wants us to know. Sometimes, somehow we've thought there's a disconnect. We need to know these. So if the Holy Spirit teaches us all things, right? So now let's make this connection. We think, or we've been taught, maybe this is a, a thought you might have had. Maybe you're, you've heard this before or this had this thought before, that there's what I want to know and there's what God wants to know. And there's a total disconnect between the two. Or maybe, maybe I'm phrasing it better this way. Maybe we've thought, had this thought that the things that I want or need in my life, God doesn't care about and he's not interested in. And the things that God wants for my life are irrelevant to what I need. Is that a thought process that anybody's ever had? That maybe the things of God are so irrelevant to my farm that it doesn't connect. Like, the things that God wants, so like, should we ask God? Should, God wants to teach me all things. Well, the things God wants to teach me, I don't care about. And the things that I care about, God doesn't care about. So there's this disconnect. And I'm here to try and bridge the gap that everything that you care about, God wants to be involved in. He wants to teach you. Maybe it's something you care about that you've got the wrong perspective on and God wants to change it and show you how to care about it differently. But there's things that God wants to be involved in your life that you really need him to be involved with. So he wants to teach us all things. So we, we talk about, well, what things matter? What, what things do you need to know about? What are the things we need to know about? If the Holy Spirit wants to help us in all things and teach us all things, we came up with some things. I understand first, we can understand the Holy Spirit would want to teach us spiritual things. We understand that. We can understand the Holy Spirit won't teach us about faith, won't teach us about God, the ways of God. We can understand that. But what if he wanted to teach you all things? Why do you need the Holy Spirit in your life? What if he wanted to teach you about relationships? If he can teach us all things, what if he wanted to teach you about relationships? What if he wanted to teach you about romantic relationships? How valuable would that be to you if the Holy Spirit could teach you everything you needed to know about relationships? If the Holy Spirit could teach you everything you need to know about marriage, would that help you, husband? Amen. Would that help you, wives? If the, if the Holy Spirit could teach you everything you need to understand about women, all things. Holy Spirit teach you all things. But we've moved to things that the Holy Spirit could teach us over here in the category, and we leave ourselves over here to figure it out on our own. So we're stressing out trying to figure it out when we need to be praying it out. We'd be asking Holy Spirit, what is, how valuable is it for the Holy Spirit to teach you who to look for and what to look for in a marriage? How valuable is that? I know what I'm doing with women. I know what I'm looking for. Yeah, but what if the Holy Spirit who sees the end from the beginning could tell you, <laughs> I know he looks good now. I know he's promising you a lot right now, 
But I'm looking 10 years in advance when you're crying, wondering why he won't go to church with you, won't help you raise your kids in church. All things. What if he could teach you all things? Man, how valuable is that? Do we need the Holy Spirit? What if he could teach you everything you need to know about customers? Would that help you? Would that help your business? If he can teach you all things, what if he could teach you everything you need to know about relationship with vendors? Everything you need to know about relationship with employees? Everything you need to know, you need to know about managing people? He can teach you all things. Again, we put the Holy Spirit in the church building, and then we walked out without him and thought, well, we'll take care of this ourselves, and then I'll come back and he can help me with church things. Take Holy Spirit with you. When you're trying to figure out what to do at work, you've got a problem and you can't figure it out. You've got, what if the Holy Spirit could teach you everything you need to know about your job? What what if he could teach you the solutions that no one else could figure out? He'd show you the solution. I was listening to a podcast. A lady that's a CEO of AT&T was talking about this uh, employee that that she had gone to. One of her employees, name was Jim, just just a regular employee. She said nothing memorable about Jim. And she went to him and and he wrote programs and code. and, And she came to him and she said, hey, do you have any problems that you're dealing with? And he said, well... You know, there's this one little problem. I don't know if it's a big deal or not, but I, I've just noticed that his responsibility was writing these programs, writing these codes. And he says, but the bills aren't matching the codes. The bills aren't matching what I'm writing up. And now it wasn't his job to know whether the bills were right. That's accounting's job. But he just told her, this is something, I'm not sure if it's a big deal or not. So she said, well, let's look into it. So the two of them started matching and started looking at things. And then they found more and they found more. And then they had to bring other people on. Pretty soon she gave him a whole staff to try and find all the problems. And little nobody know Jim, $300 million saved later to the company. Nobody was overlooking Jim anymore. Why? Because something came to him, an idea. One idea from the Holy Spirit can change everything you do in business. One idea. But we want to leave him in the church. You've got all this rain and farmers trying to figure out what to do. and, and what to do. I don't know, but Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit does. Well, he don't know nothing about I promise you he knows about farming. They created farming. They created seed time and harvest time. They understand rain comes down from heaven. They know what's going on. So when, what are we going to do? We've got to realize he wants to teach us all things. I could go on and on. He wants to help us in every area. Let's don't leave him in the church. Let's take Holy Spirit with us. So we got the who. Now we got the what. He wants to give us skills and knowledge and develop every area of our life. Let's look at the third one. Who, what, when. When does the Holy Spirit teach us? He is ready. Look at John 15, verse 26. But when the Holy, when the, sorry, when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. When the Helper comes. When. The Holy, the Holy Spirit is here, so he's ready to teach, but are we ready to learn? When is the Holy Spirit going to teach us? The question is not when is he going to teach us. The question is when are we ready to learn. There's an old saying that goes this way, that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Now some have attributed that saying to Buddha. Some have attributed it to Aristotle. So I'm not being sacrilegious by quoting that quote. I'm not saying everything Buddha says is right. I'm just saying putting that 
quote in context for when we're ready to learn is often when we will learn. How many of you had someone try to tell you something at one point in your life, but you wasn't ready to listen to them? They told, they gave you some wisdom. It was great information. It was good, but you didn't want to hear it. I ain't hearing it. I don't, I, I didn't mean that's stupid. I don't, that's not going to happen to me. No, no. And then later on, you come back, Mom, you were right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's exact, happened exactly the way you said. I know. I wish I, I wish I listened to you early. If I'd listened to you earlier, I wouldn't have had to go through that. Anybody ever, have, anybody ever had any wisdom that you neglected to learn from that you later wished you would have paid attention? <laughs> me. So when is he going to teach? The question when, who, what, when? He's ready to teach right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't wait till you're 30, teenager, and say, well, I'll, I'll learn later. I'll, learn now. Learn now, 16-year-old. Learn now from the Holy Spirit. Don't wait till you go through all these mistakes to find your way. People say this, experience is the best teacher. <laughs> experience isn't the best teacher at all. You can learn from experience, and I'm all for learning from experience, but you can have experience with no application and never learn. You can just keep experiencing, keep experiencing, keep experiencing, keep experiencing. At some point, you've got to apply some new information, and sometimes you can learn from other people's experience, and you don't even have to go through it. That's the best kind right there. You watch somebody else, you go, ooh, man, not going to do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God bless them, but I just thank you that I don't have to go through that. Some of the greatest wisdom I've got in life is learning what not to do by watching other people. I, I, it, it happens. It's not a, a down on anybody else. It's just understanding that sometimes we've got to be ready to learn. There has to be a willingness and a desire on the side of the teacher. Check. Holy Spirit's ready to teach. And there has to be a willingness and a desire on the side of the student. Are you ready to learn now? When? Let's look at the next one. Where? Who, what, when, where? So where is the Holy Spirit going to teach you? When I think about teaching in general, when I think about where most learning takes place, I'm talking about in general. We give a churchy answer, but in general, when we think about education or learning, we think about school, right? That's where, where a lot of learning takes place, where a lot of teaching takes place. So if we took it and apply it to Christianity or to the things of God, we need to make sure and understand that your, your success in school is directly related to your attendance in school. Even if you have online classes, you know, we're moving, technology has changed so much that now you can take online classes, you don't even have to go to a classroom, that's awesome, you can just click on it, but if you never show up for that online class, it's going to affect your success in that class. I would like to say I never missed a class in college, but that would be a lie. I, I mentioned, I, I, I remember one time specifically, it was a beautiful day. A friend of mine, we, were, we, we got up and we're going to our morning class and we're so proud of ourselves getting up and going to class and, and we're just walking, just small talking and uh, talking about going there. We hadn't even got to the car. And my friend says, man, it's a beautiful day out, isn't it? I said, yeah, it is. It is a great day. He said, man, it'd be a great day for golf. I looked back at him and said, boy, it is a good day for golf. <laughs> we turned right about and walked back to our apartment <laughs> We skipped our class. Now, you don't do that watching online. Don't you skip class. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. Same thing for your attendance in class. There's a value to showing up for church. 
Acts chapter 5, verse 42 says this way, And daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Where's, where's, where's the Holy Spirit going to teach us? He's going to teach us in everyday life. Everywhere we go, he's going to teach us. It's not just in church. Absolutely, he's going to teach us everywhere. But we also need to be faithful to show up for class because you never know what you're going to learn when you show up to hear from God. There's something about coming together in church or something about, notice it said daily, they didn't stop, they were teaching, they were preaching, and from house to house, so I'm going to learn in my home, I'm going to learn outside of church, but I'm also going to be here. Some of the greatest things that have happened to me in my life in church were on regular, ordinary services. There was no fluff, no big conference, no big whatever. I just showed up and God spoke to me. Just happens. Sometimes you just got to be diligent. Just be there. I understand you're going to miss once in a while, but I'm not talking about showing up once every six weeks. You show up once every six weeks to math class, see how that works for you. So where's he going to teach me? Obviously, I want him to teach me every day, wherever I go, but also the value of showing up in a group of other believers. Now, we'll give you three ways that I believe he's going to teach you. We've got gatherings to attend. That's our services. You're going to get some learning out of coming to services. You're going to learn about the presence of God. You're going to learn about the Spirit of God. You're going to learn about the Word of God. But we also got gatherings to serve. Another way to learn and develop as a person is be a part of the dream team and serving other people. If you want to fully develop in everything God has for you, don't be a sponge only. Be someone who gives out to help others. When you come in and you only absorb, you're missing out. So we want to be a giver as well. Then the last gathering with gatherings to belong that deals with our connect groups, getting in, taking out of rows and getting into circles where you can get in a group, a close group, and begin to uh, share with other people, help other people, let them know about your relationship with God. So that's another way to grow and develop in your relationship on the where, in the church services, the dream team, as well as connect groups. Look at the last one. Why? We got who, what, when, where, Why? Why is the Holy Spirit teaching you? Why does he want to teach you? Number one, it's because it's bigger than us. Look at, look at James chapter 1, verse 4. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Why does it the Holy Spirit want to teach you and develop you? Remember, the goal of the teacher is the development of the student. Why does the Holy Spirit want to teach you? Why does he want to teach you the things of God? Because he wants to teach you all things, because he doesn't want you just to be good at church things. He wants you to be good at all things. And notice what he says, would it, be would it interest anybody to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing? Would that be of good use to you to not lack anything? If you was just to go around to people and say, hey, I'm lacking nothing. Nothing lacking. I got everything I need. Everything I'm, I, I'm looking for, I'm lacking. I'm not saying you're perfect. He just says, he said, you're going to be perfect and complete means mature and complete, lacking nothing. So he wants to develop you, but we don't stop there. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Here's the thing about the why. Holy Spirit's not teaching you just for you. He's teaching you for someone else. Why is the Holy Spirit developing you? Why does he want you to mature and grow into the things of God? Why? Because other people are watching you. Other people are watching you. Other people need you. Other people need what you have. They need Jesus, but they need the Jesus in you. 
So he's saying, if you will continue to develop, there's some things that Holy Spirit wants to teach you that you don't think is a big deal to you. Case in point, you could read a scripture in the morning for a devotion, and it really speak to you, but it not be an area of, in your life that you really need that right now, but it really spoke to you. It's like, wow, that's really important. Fast forward later in that day, you run into a coworker that's dealing with a problem, dealing with an issue, and that scripture just happens to speak to exactly what they're going through. So why did the Holy Spirit want to teach you about that scripture? Because they, he had John in mind. He had Sarah in mind. He was looking ahead to them. And he said, I want to teach you because I want you to teach others. It's bigger than us. Why do we need to develop? Why do we need to grow? Who, what, when, where, why? Why? Is because there's other people in your life that you can speak to that I can't. I don't know how many times I've had people either call me or come up to me and say, Chad, could you please call so-and-so? You just, I just, you just need to talk to them. Like, what? Why? What's going on? Well, they're going through this, this, this. I just, I just think you need to talk to them. I'm like, why don't you talk to them? <laughs> well, I just think they need to hear from you. Why? They don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from God. And there's a God inside of you, and you've got relationship. Don't discount the Holy Spirit speaking through you. He wants to use you. It's bigger than us. Why does the Holy Spirit want to develop me and grow me into the things of God? Because there's a hurting world all around us every day, and he's wanting to touch them. He's wanting to minister to them. I've got everything I need. I don't need anymore. You may just have everything you need, but what about them? What about that family member? What about that coworker? Why? Because he wants to minister to them. It's important. Second, or Second Corinthians chapter 2 says this, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Let's look at the last point. He wants to teach us, and the last one he wants to remind us. Bring to your remembrance everything that I've said to you. Remember, bring to your remembrance just means to remind, to recall, refresh, or think again. Successful instruction involves both giving new information, teaching, and reminding. I give you a scripture here in 2 Peter verse 1. It says, I won't hesitate to continually remind you of these truths, even though you are aware of them and are well-established in the present measure of truth you have already embraced. And as long as I live, I will continue to awaken you with this reminder. You know, in our walk with God, Here's why the Holy Spirit's so important to us. Because every once in a while, can somebody agree with me that we need a reminder? We need a reminder. And notice what it says. The Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. I said, why does the Holy Spirit need to remind us what Jesus said to us? Because we have other voices talking to us all the time. I've got other voices in my head all day working on me. It's like there's 15 people up there. It's like, man, what are you guys? You're all over the place telling me this, telling me that, telling me that's not going to happen. Tell me that's not going to happen. Tell me this is what I'm going to get stuck with. Confusion, doubt, all these thoughts trying to talk to me. And in those moments, I need the Holy Spirit to remind me, what did Jesus say to me? I, I, can, I know what the enemy's saying to me. I know what people saying to me. I know what my own insecurities or doubts or fears are saying to me. But I need to remember what did Jesus say to me. That's the value of the Holy Spirit. He said, I come to remind you. Remind you what did Jesus say. 
When you got a problem and those thoughts come to you and say, it's never going to get any better. It's never going to get any better. Holy Spirit said, what did I say? What did Jesus say? What's the Word of God say? I know what the Bible says, but it's never. <laughs> I was talking to, it's funny, your conversations. Again, all my kids were the same way, but with Lucas, I was having this conversation with him the other day. And, and I don't know what it was, but he's, he's at a stage where he's getting a little dramatic about things. I'm like, okay, I've been through four girls. Drama was not what I was expecting with my little boy, but, but, he, but he's, his, his dr- drama now is over just thinking things. Like if it doesn't, doesn't happen, he's like, it's never going to happen. So I'm going to have to wait for 100 years. I'm like, you're five. But he's like, so it's, it's never going to, that's probably never going to happen. I'm like, Lucas, don't, don't say that. Don't say it's never going to happen. What are, you, what are you talking about? But it's to understand that perspective, we need to be reminded. So that voice that begins to tell you or me, it's never going to happen. What did Jesus say? We need the Holy Spirit in our life to not only give us new information, but also every once in a while to tap us on the head and say, hey, what did Jesus say about that? In the middle when I'm crying and saying, oh, it's never going to happen, God, you know. And then God looks at me like, what are you, five? You know, I just don't. <laughs> right? Same thing, I'm looking at Lucas and saying, why are you? I know the Father's looking at me, Chad. <laughs> Stop saying that, Chad. Stop saying that. It's not going to happen, God. I don't know why it's ever going to happen. Not... Huh? I need the Holy Spirit to remind me, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus tell you? Sometimes you need someone. Anybody ever had a text message or a phone call or a note just in season, in time when you needed somebody to remind you? It's a verse you'd heard a hundred times, but in that moment, on that day, that verse came alive to you. In that moment, that was a word that meant, oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get through. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Well, that doesn't mean much in certain times in your life, but in certain times, it's the word of the hour. And that's what the Holy Spirit, he's rhema word, he's the now word to tell you what you need to hear right now. Don't walk out. Don't walk out. Don't, don't you quit. Don't do it right now. Huh? No, now. That's Holy Spirit. So here's what I want to pray for today. Two things that the Holy Spirit's wanting to do in our lives. He's wanting to teach us. There's things that he's wanting to teach you in your life. He wants to teach you all things. Maybe you've compartmentalized him down to just the church and the Holy Spirit's saying, let me out into your everyday life. Can I, it's like, Holy Spirit, can I come to the office with you today, please? Please? You know that problem you've been having with your coworker or with your boss or with the, with the, with the staff member? I can help you with that. I know I've been crunching these numbers. I can't figure out. I just can't. There's, I, I've been trying over and over and over and over. Stop, pray for a minute, ask Holy Spirit to help you, and then go back and look at it again. I'm telling you, we're leaving our, bre- our precious gift on the table. And maybe you've got something you just need to be reminded of. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.